Section 5 of The Mysterious Forces of Civilization by Abdul Baha Abbas. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicholas James Bridgewater. The Mysterious Forces of Civilization by Abdul Baha Abbas. Translated by Johanna Dawood. Section 5. They were so unhappy that their food became even like unto morsels of their own hearts, swelling with blood, and their drink became tears like unto the Jehun note a persian name for the river oxus End note. in such an agonized condition were they until the beauty of moses beheld the splendor of the fire of oneness by the side of the valley of safety the blessed shrine and he heard the life-prolonging voice of god from the spiritual divine fire in the bush which was neither from the east nor from the west he was exalted to universal prophecy and shone like the lamp of guidance among the hebrews and by the light of guidance he led those gone astray in the darkness of ignorance to the right path of knowledge and perfection having gathered all the various tribes of the israelites together under the protecting shadow of the word of unity he raised aloft the banner of perfect union over the hills of agreement and friendliness so in a short time those ignorant people having been educated by the divine teaching were no longer alienated one from the other but were attached to the oneness of god they were saved from despite degradation poverty captivity and ignorance and were divinely favored with the highest degree of renown and prosperity they then emigrated from the kingdom of egypt and turned their steps towards the original native land of israel and so they arrived at the land of the canaanites and philistines they first conquered the regions about the river jordan and jericho and dwelt in them and later they occupied all the neighboring towns from phoenicia zoan to ammon finally in the time of joshua the bani israel came to have rule over the countries of thirty-one kingdoms they then surpassed all the nations of the world in all kinds of human qualities in science knowledge steadfastness resolution bravery courage honor and generosity at that period whenever an israelite entered into a company of people he could be distinguished by his amiable characteristics and if one of the other nations wished to praise anybody they would compare him to an israelite it is written in several histories that the greek philosophers such as pythagoras acquired most of their knowledge of the divine and natural philosophy from the disciple of the great king solomon 
Socrates, when traveling, met some of the most celebrated theologians of Israel and learnt many things from them, and after his return to Greece he established the belief in the unity of God and in the immortality of the soul after the decomposition of the bodily elements. The ignorant men in Athens consequently objected to one who had sounded the mystery of philosophy and were enraged against him so that he was obliged to poison himself in prison however after the jews had attained this high stage of civilization and had been privileged to reach the highest possible degree of prosperity they gradually forgot the fundamental bases of religion the law of Moses, and steeped themselves in superficial ceremonies and heathen customs. In the time of Rehoboam, the son of King Solomon, there were great discussions among the children of Israel, and Jeroboam claimed the kingship and set up the worship of idols. For many centuries war was carried on between Rehoboam and Jeroboam and his descendants, and the Jewish tribes became wholly disorganized and disunited. Finally, forgetting the significance of God's law, they darkened their ways with heathen superstitions and with outrageous revolt and rebellion. Their theological doctors disregarded the needs of humanity which were written in the holy books and looked solely after their personal profits which reduced the nation to the extreme of religious negligence and ignorance. As a result of this, their seemingly permanent prosperity was changed to the uttermost degree of degradation. The rulers of Persia greece and rome defeated them and the banner of their authority was destroyed the ignorance and foolishness selfishness and degradation of the religious leaders of the community were revealed in their fullness when they were opposed to nebuchadnezzar the king of babylon he tore up the life of the israelites by its roots and after the customary murdering plundering and destroying of houses and fields and towns he took captive those who survived his sword and brought them to babylon after seventy years the children of the captivity were released and returned to jerusalem hezekiah and ezra upon whom be peace engaged day by day in re-establishing the authority of the holy books and the israelites began to recover from their evil ways and therewith dawned for them again the bright morning of former generations not many years later there again rose great dissensions and differences among them in their conduct and thoughts the ideas of the jewish leaders were turned to worldly objects and the progress of the jews during the time of ezra upon whom be peace was changed to corrupt customs and the fostering of evil so far did their immorality go that the soldiers of rome and others even their own people subjugated the kingdom of israel 
Lastly came Titus, the warrior and Roman general, who leveled the native land of the Jews to the dust, so effectively that he killed countless numbers of their men, captured their women and children, destroyed their houses, cut down their trees, burnt their books, robbed them of their possessions, and made Jerusalem as a heap of ashes. After this conclusive conquest, the star of the government of the Israelites set in the west of nothingness. Since then, these people have been dispersed and scattered all over the world, as it is written, and they shall draw upon them indignation, and shall be smitten with poverty. These two disasters caused by Nebuchadnezzar and Titus are mentioned in the glorious Qur'an, as it is written, and we announce the decree unto the children of Israel in the book, that you shall commit evil in the earth twice, and rise up in great insurrection. Even he says, And when the time of the second threat came, we sent enemies to abase them, and to enter the temple, and they entered it the first time, and to destroy utterly what they conquered. Note, Quran 16.7, end note. The purport of this is that men should consider how true religion becomes the means of civilization, fame, prosperity, the enhancer of dignity and education, and a source of progress for the degraded and captive, the submissive and the ignorant. And when it falls into the hands of ignorant and superstitious leaders, the great light of religion is changed by their evil acts into a great darkness. When, for the second time, the phenomena and signs of the dispersion, misery, nothing less than oppression of the Israelites appeared, then the holy, excellent breeze of the Spirit of God, Jesus Christ, blew upon the coasts of the river of Jordan in the land of Galilee, and the showers of mercy rose over that land, and there was a great spiritual rain, so that by the overflowing of that great sea, the wilderness of Jerusalem was perfumed with the fragrances of the knowledge of God, and the universal harmonies of the glorious good tidings reached the ears of the people from the choirs of the heavenly kingdom. By the breath of Christ, the dead souls were wakened from the graves of negligence and ignorance, and were endowed with eternal life. During a period of three years, that luminary of the zenith of perfection moved in and through the country and wilderness of Jerusalem and Palestine, leading all men to the morning of guidance, and educating them to supreme spiritual and moral ideals. If the people of Israel had accepted that luminous beauty, Jesus Christ, and had girded up the loins of service to obey him, they would have been quickened by a new spirit, 
and refreshed by plenteous vernal rains from the life-giving breezes of the spirit of god but alas they opposed him and arose to persecute that source of inspired knowledge and the falling place of the divine revelation all except a few who were turning towards god and were purified from the dark vices of this temporary world and thought to ascend to the place which has no place where god and his saints dwell but the people in general brought troubles so terrible on that orient of the divine bounties that it was impossible for him even to remain and take rest in any village he knew not where to lay his head notwithstanding this the banner of the great guidance was raised aloft and the foundation of our moral advancement or civilization which is at the root of universal humanity become established in matthew chapter five verse thirty nine he gives advice of which this is the translation but i say unto you that ye resist not evil but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek turn to him the other also and likewise in the forty-third verse he says ye have heard that it hath been said thou shalt love thy neighbour leviticus nineteen eighteen and hate thy enemy but i say unto you love your enemies bless them that curse you do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you that ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain of mercy on the just and on the unjust for if ye love them which love you what reward have ye do not even the publicans the same the teachings of that dawning place of the divine wisdom are many of this kind verily those souls that are characterized by the sacred qualities of the beatitudes are the essence of existence and the dawning place of true civilization christ hath indeed established the law of holiness on a foundation of pure spirituality and moral perfection and he hath laid down for believers special rules and customs which belong to the essence of life and of the world although even this manifestation of spiritual and moral guidance was outwardly tortured by the remorseless hatred and persecution of his oppressors yet having escaped from the darkness of the jews he shone and was manifested by the light of the eternal glory in a new dawn the powerful jewish nation vanished and disappeared but those few of them who hastened to the protecting shade of the blessed tree of christ verily they rejuvenated all the peoples of the world at that time all nations were plunged in the lowest depths of superstition ignorance and heathenism 
they did not believe in the unity of god but in a plurality of deities there were no monotheists except a few jews they had neither the power nor the spirit to exert any influence then arose those blessed souls the disciples of christ to promulgate a religion which was repugnant and opposed to the opinions of the whole of mankind all the rulers of the earth took determined measures to exterminate the people of jesus nevertheless and in consequence most of the disciples strove with all their heart and soul to spread abroad the divine religion and presently all the kings of europe many of the peoples of asia and africa and some of the dwellers in the isles of the ocean were gathered together under the protecting shadow of the word of unity reflect now is there in existence any surer and greater foundation of life and conduct than religion or could any surer and greater than the divine religion be imagined which encompasses the whole of creation have there ever been any other means and bond of love intimacy union and perfect harmony like the faith in the beloved omniscient one or has there ever been known any other foundation for the general instruction in all morality except that of the heavenly laws the qualities which characterize the sages from of old and the highest degree of perfection obtainable through philosophy were possessed from the commencement of their conversion and confession by the believers in god who were merely a primary manifestation of these perfections note the founders of the divine religions place their disciples at once in the position to which all sages point as the end of wisdom be ye therefore perfect as your father which is in heaven is perfect End note. let us remember what a high moral ideal was attained by those souls who drank of the salsabil of guidance from the hands of grace of the spirit of god note jesus christ end note, and sheltered themselves under the protecting shadow of the gospel this was testified to by the famous physician galen who although he was not a christian nevertheless in the course of a commentary on plato's politics praises the believers in god in the following words most people cannot understand teaching which proceeds from the evidence of facts they therefore need something in the way of mystery such as promises of rewards and punishments in a future life what proves it is this that today we behold a religious sect who are called nazarenes that is christians who believe in rewards and punishments on the last day and by them excellent achievements are performed like those of a true philosopher thus we all see with our own eyes that they have no fear of death and with their ardent longing for wisdom and justice they are to be accounted among the true philosophers 
Note, see Some Answered Questions Collected and Translated from the Persian of Abdul Baha by Laura Clifford Barney, page 341. London, Keegan Paul, Trench, Trubner and Co., Limited, 1908, or page 37. Chicago, Baha'i Publishing Society, 1918. End note. These words of Galen, and the position he assigns to a philosopher in that age, go to show that there could be no higher position occupied by anyone than by the Christians of those days. Reflect how the divine religion, with the power of its spiritual splendor, enabled most of the believers to reach such a degree of moral perfection that a famous man like Galen, though he was not an adherent of Christianity, yet bears witness to the fact. Among their good deeds and pious acts, the Christians established infirmaries, hospitals, and charitable institutions. The Emperor Constantine, for instance, was the first in the times of the Roman Empire to found a public hospital for the treatment of poor people who had no one to care for them. This great emperor was the first of the Roman emperors to throw himself heart and soul into the cause of the Spirit of God. He resolutely exerted himself to promulgate the principles of the gospel, and he brought justice and moderation into the methods of the Roman government, which previously was noted for the sheerest injustice and oppression. His blessed name shines forth in the dawn of history like a star of the daybreak, and the fame of his greatness in the world of civilization is celebrated among all sects of Christians. In short, through the blessing of the education of these holy souls who devoted their lofty efforts to the dissemination of the teaching of the gospel, firm foundations of ideal morals were at that period established in the world, and numerous schools, colleges, infirmaries, and institutions for educating poor and orphan children were inaugurated. Many were the souls who forsook their personal profit, seeking to please God, and they spent their lives in educating and instructing the people. But when the dawn of the bright morning of the beauty of Ahmad, note when Muhammad declared himself as the messenger of God, end note, drew nigh, the reins of all Christianity had fallen into the hands of ignorant monks and the merciful breezes of grace were entirely stayed, and the commandments of the glorious gospel, which were at the roots of civilization, were set at naught by the evil acts and conduct of those who were outwardly honorable and inwardly unworthy. All the authoritative historians of Europe who have treated of the circumstances, conditions, manners, politics, education, and general civilization of the past centuries, middle ages, and modern times, have declared that during the ten medieval centuries, which extend from the beginning of the 6th century AD to the end of the 15th century, the kingdoms of Europe, 
were in a most unhappy state and terribly lacking in every essential of civilization the chief cause of this was that the monks as the europeans called the spiritual leaders of religion neglecting the eternal glory of obeying the holy precepts and the heavenly teachings of the gospel were in cooperation with the pillars of worldly government the ministers of state of that age who were advocates of oppression and rebellion and closing their eyes to the glory which is enduring they aided one another in their efforts towards securing mere temporary advantages and carnal benefits so that manners at length reached such a pass that the peoples fell wholly into the hands of the ministers of state and of the monks with the result that the fundamental bases of the religion civilization and prosperity of the nations of europe were destroyed and then the dawn of hope arose the season of the divine spring was at hand the showers of mercy rained down and the life-giving winds of grace blew upon mankind the sun of goodness ascending from the horizon of hijaz and of yathrib note medina end note revealed itself in the holiness of the prophet muhammad and bestowed upon the world the light of everlasting glory there was a change in the lands in which great talents were showed and the meaning of the verse brighten the earth with the light of the lord grew to be interpreted that the world became a new world and the dead body of the world was inspired anew with an infinite spirit of life oppression and ignorance were extirpated from their roots and the high portico of knowledge and justice grew to be lofty and exalted the sea of progress swept onward and the lights of science shone forth the barbarous tribes and nations of the regions of hijaz were the most ignorant of the peoples and barbarous tribes of the earth before the blazing of the burning lamp of the great prophet in the land of bathar note mecca end note their depraved habits and horrible customs their bloodthirstiness quarrelling and animosities were described in the books and histories of that time the civilized nations did not regard the arabian tribes of yathrib and bathar as human beings but after the dawn of the luminary of the world in that land and country through the teaching of that source of perfection and vessel of the revelation of god the owner of glory and by the grace of the holy divine law they were in a short time gathered together under the protecting shadow of the word of divine unity and those savage peoples progressed so far in the stages of humanity and ideal perfection that all the rest of the nations of that epoch were amazed and filled with wonderment the very tribes races and nations who were always in the habit of scorning and despising the arabians and considering them a people of no account 
thronged with great eagerness to the native land and kingdom of the arabians in order to study politics and the branches of learning and the sciences and to be taught the arts and handicrafts and acquire other elements of civilization consider what was the real educating factor in the case of these arabian people whose savagery and ignorance during their period of heathendom was such that they used to bury alive their daughters at seven years of age an act which even an animal would loathe and shrink from but which they in the extremity of their ignorance gloried in and reckoned to be a sign of the supreme nobility of mind a people who were so grossly and cruelly ignorant were raised by the blessings of the teaching of the great prophet to such power that they conquered the kingdoms of egypt syria damascus chaldea arabia and persia in their sole hands was the administration of everything most important in the four quarters of the world the arabians became the first among the nations and peoples of the earth in science and art education philosophy politics morals handicrafts and inventions verily the growth of scattered savage tribes within a short period to the highest possible degree of human perfection is the completest proof of the real power and prophethood of muhammad the chief of creation in the first ages of the sway of islam all the nations of europe acquired their ideas of morality and the art of civilization from islam and from the inhabitants of the kingdom of spain a study of books of general history will prove and make it manifest that most of the culture of europe has been derived from islam so the europeans gradually collected the books of the philosophers sages theologians and learned men of islam and read and discussed them in their scientific institutions and universities with the utmost zeal and derived great benefit from them so much so that there are several copies in the libraries of the kingdoms of europe of all those books of the learned men of islam which are rare in their native countries if there were no fear of unduly lengthening this treatise i could show how heavily the islamic books of theology and law and their ideas and principles which are now current in the various kingdoms of europe have been laid under contribution by the latter the commencement of modern european civilization took place in the seventh century of the hegira it came about in this way in the latter part of the fifth century note of the hegira end note the pope the head of christendom raised a great lamentation and moaning because the sacred places of the christians such as jerusalem bethlehem and nazareth were fallen under the rule of islam by his encouragement and exhortation he induced the great majority of the nations of europe to wage a religious war such were his wailings and laments that all the kingdoms of europe rose up in arms the kings of the people of the cross with many soldiers 
crossed over the gulf of constantinople into the continent of asia at that time the khalifat were ruling over the province of egypt and some of the arabian kingdoms and the kings of turistan that is the seljukis of the desert of syria were also generally under their rule and obedient to them so the kings of europe with a numerous army invaded the desert of syria and egypt and for a period of two hundred three years continual wars were carried on between the kings of the country of syria and the european kings and reinforcements were ever arriving from europe the kings of europe repeatedly conquered every fortress and strong place in syria and the kings of islam delivered them out of their hands after salah din the king mansur ayubi in the year six ninety three of the hegira expelled all the kings and troops of europe from the kingdoms and coasts of syria and egypt and they returned in defeat and disappointment to europe in these wars which are known as the wars of the people of the cross millions of persons were killed so from the beginning of the year four ninety of the hegira to the year six ninety three the kings generals and chief men of europe were continually coming and going in the countries of syria and egypt when finally they returned to europe they established there what they had seen and known of the politics civilization education colleges schools and the excellent ceremonies and customs of the kingdoms of islam during that period of two hundred three years the period of european civilization dates from that time o people of persia how long will you persist in procrastination in slothfulness you that were masters of the world and in the van of mankind how is it that you have lost your ancient glory that you have slept in the corner of obscurity you who were once the fount of teaching and the spring of the progress of humanity why have you now become so exhausted and degenerate and negligible you who were the source of light to the human race how is it that you are thrust back into the darkness of neglect and spiritlessness open the eyes of your judgment and discern what it is that you sorely need gird up the loins of resolution and enthusiasm and strive for the means of education and advancement is it fitting that foreign tribes and nations should derive and acquire the virtues of humanity and education from the teaching left behind them by your ancestors and forefathers whilst you who are their children and heirs go without such benefits does it commend itself to you that whilst your neighbours are endeavouring day and night with all their heart and soul to master the means of progress renown and well-being you steeped in ignorant superstition should give way to quarrelling disputes fractiousness carnal desires and selfish thoughts is it praised and praiseworthy that you waste your natural genius and inborn capacity and creative intellect in dullness and vanity making no use of them as we pass from the subject let it be mentioned 
that all the scholars and learned men of europe who are acquainted with the facts of ancient history and have reputation for truth and judgment are convinced and believe that their civilization has been derived from islam in every particular see for instance ducoudray note g ducoudray histoire de la civilisation page eleven o four paris eighteen eighty six end note the celebrated french writer whose knowledge and authority and learning are testified to by all the scholars and savants of europe in his book entitled the progress of nations in humanity politeness and learning which is one of his famous works he has written in great detail on the subject of the european nations having acquired from islam the laws of civilization and the principles of progress and prosperity he has however dealt with it at such length that it is not possible within the space of the present treatise to insert a translation of his remarks the reader who wishes for more detail can refer to the book itself briefly monsieur ducoudray has explained and proves that the whole civilization of europe is built upon the laws regulations principles literature philosophy and sciences the excellent customs and ceremonies the art the handicrafts manners institutions and morals of islam many even of the words used in the french language being also derived from arabic he has gone into a detailed examination of each of these points and has shown and verified even the dates when these acquisitions from islam were severally made and how the arabs entered into the western country which is called today the kingdom of spain and how in a short time they established a complete civilization there how perfect was the machinery of their politics and education how solidly they built up schools colleges sciences arts philosophy and handicrafts how widely their authority and greatness extended and how many children of the nobles of the kingdoms of europe used to visit the universities of Kartaba. note Cartagen, end note garnata ashpilan note sevilla end note and toledo note toledo end note and studied the science of arts there he has also mentioned that one european named cuthbert who visited the arabian kingdom and entered the university of cordova as a student of science and art on his return to europe became so famous that subsequently he sat as pope on the throne of the roman catholic church end of section five